All right, boys. Here we go. We're doing double liquid death. Crack open a tall one. Crack open a second tall one. It is time for my favorite episode of the year, bar none. Do we have a famous guest? No. Is this is this episode full of insights? Questionable. Is this the annual Drunk Ideas episode of the year? Yes, it is. Sam, we're here. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel like I can rule the world. I know I can be what I want to. Uh, I put my all in it like no days off. Why are you so amped? What happened this morning? Because it's my favorite episode of the year, and I'm drinking double liquid D's. Is that, uh, is that literally just water? You've never had one? No. Is it just carbon? It's carbonated water. That's all, right? This is like the Austin National Anthem is drinking this. It's like, uh, I still want to go to the hipster bar, but I have to, you know, cold plunge and put sunlight into my eyes in the morning. So I, I don't actually drink. That's a drunk idea. So we had that guy, we had the founder of Liquid Death on the pod years ago, like right when we first started. And he, and he was explaining like his idea. And we were like, uh, yeah, that's really dumb. Now the company, I think they're getting ready to go public, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the success story. It's it's like that one couple on The Bachelor that's still together after 42 seasons. It is the one idea left standing of all the drunk ideas. So for those who don't know, drunk ideas was this concept we had in a stroke of genius many years ago, which was there's a bunch of ideas we wanted to bring up on the podcast as like possible business ideas, but they're bad. And we know they're bad. But we had to bridge this gap. How do we still get this half-baked idea off our chest, knowing that it's not really a great idea? Using the cover of alcohol. One of the time-tested uh, methods of saying dumb shit is to say that you were drunk. And so even though neither Sam nor I drink, we call it <laughs> drunk episodes. And it's basically where I show up buzzed slash tipsy, high on my own supply, and I pitch Sam. Usually it was me pitching Sam really bad ideas and him reacting. But then... I peer pressured Sam into to coming up with these. All right, it's time for a little ad break. I got to tell you about HubSpot's HubSpot for Startups program. So if you're a startup and you're trying to grow, this thing is pretty great. You get a huge discount, 30 to 90% off on a tool that your whole sales and marketing team can use to help you scale as you grow. We use this in our companies. I think you should too. They have tons of resources. They got great customer support, tons of integration with popular apps that you use. You got to check it out. So it's the HubSpot for Startups program. You can check it out at HubSpot.com slash startups. It was hard for you, right? Well. I'm not exactly like a prepared to be funny type of person. I'm not exactly a funny type of person in, <laughs> in the first place. But like you love like preparing this stuff. And your best one ever was actually called um, the very long distance girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not to bangers. Uh, I was looking through the old list just now and I saw the uh, the secret camera roll where you don't want to put some pictures on your main camera roll in case anybody clicks it. So there's a calculator app that if you push in the, the the right numbers in the calculator, it turns into your photo with your secret camera roll back there. How is this not built yet? What are the what are the computer science departments at Stanford waiting for that this is not built yet? I, I don't really understand the, the holdup. How do you want to do this? You, like you have way more than me. I've got three or four. You've got like eight. Can, can I just go first and just start? Start off with a bang? Yes. All right. So it's, an, it's a new year. And you know with the new year, everybody's trying to establish better habits. Yeah. So this idea is called Habit Island. It's actually a remix of one of your old real ideas called Hostage. Hostage SF? <laughs> Hostage SF, which was Sam's uh, weight loss guaranteed 
business idea <laughs> where he just comes and he grabs you, puts you in the back of a, of a white van and takes you away for 30 days and deprives you of, of food. So you guaranteed <laughs> will lose weight. Well, let me just say, when I say I like this idea, that's selling it short. I love that idea. <laughs> and to the point where I have now taken the baton and ran with it, like I'm the anchor of this four by 100 relay. What do they say in Waterboy? He goes, uh, not only can I do that, but y- yes, I can do that. not only do i love it but but yes i love it this is the only podcast hosted by millionaires that will quote Waterboy. and if you're into that combination of of redneck and green wallet we got you all right so habit island what is it i know so many people that want to start putting these good habits together. They, they listen to Huberman. They listen to Peter Atia. They're, they, they subscribe to Brian Johnson. They're, they're paying attention to Brian Johnson's nighttime erections. They got like all kinds of health in their world. They're trying to improve their habits. So Habit Island, what is it? It's a place that you go. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy an old school prison, right? <laughs> a defunct prison, but we're going to jazz it up a little bit. All right. You're going to check yourself in and not only are you going to check yourself in, you're going to leave a hefty check at the door when you check in because this is kind of like prehab. So it's, you know, when you, when you have a drug problem, you go to rehab to try to sort of help you recover and fix your habits. Well, this is prehab. This is before you have a drug problem. This is you were just a normal person, but you wanted to level up. You wanted to level up all of your healthy habits proactively. And so you check in and guess what? You want to establish a, a habit of sleeping on time, sleeping early? Lights out at 9.30 and no Wi-Fi, prison-wide. So, uh, ha- you know, on Habit Island, we just force you into all of the habits that you need. It's 42 days. It's a 42-day experience. They say 21 days is enough to establish a new habit. Double that. And we're going 42. And so we just force it. So, like, you know, you want to wake up and you want a cold punch? Guess what? Showers are only cold. Uh, from certain hours of the day, or there's just a plunge and you're just going to go single file line, hop in, hop out, get your plunge done. It's peer pressure. Everybody's doing it. Uh, you want to eat shitty or do you, you, you want to fix your, your habit about eating shitty? There's no shitty food. We're only serving super veggie here and, uh, we're on the Brian Johnson diet by default. There is no other food in this Island. So like hostage SF, you really have no choice. We're taking choice out of it. And we're just reprogramming you with badass habits. What do you think of this idea? It's great. Have you ever heard of like our friends? Jack does does them. I've had a few other friends do them. They go to silent retreats. Have you ever heard of these? So basically, our friend Jack goes to one. He goes to one in Bali. But I've got other friends that go to one outside of Austin. And they're silent retreats for five days. Not only are you not supposed to talk, they actually only feed you light food. So bananas and like fruits and, and very light food. And you can't even make eye contact with people. Right. And I've got friends that go and do the, and, and, and some of them, you're not even supposed to read. So no phones, obviously, but you don't, they don't even want you reading. And they come back from these things and they, they act like they're transformed. Have you heard of people going to these? Well, yeah, they say they're transformed, but they don't ever say it for the better or not. And I, th- I always question that. <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those are also upsells on Habit <laughs> Island. So if you want to go sensory deprivation for five days, just for a small extra fee. We have a room where we'll just put you in and you can come out in five days and see how it goes. Uh, I like the silent meditation idea. We'll just gag people so they can't talk for, for you know, a couple hours. Uh, we're going to just, a lo- it's an a la carte menu, actually. You could just sort of <laughs> choose how transformed you want to be. And then, again, it's baked in and you have handlers that are handling everything. I say this in jest, but like every great drunk idea, there's a sliver of a phenomenal idea in this idea. Am I right? 
or am I right? Yeah, no, I'm into it. It's, I mean, you're just, you're, this isn't breathtaking. You're just talking about grown up fat camp and I'm on board with that. I would love that stuff. Exactly. See, you have, you have a little gift to, to sort of reframe that. I like that. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Let me tell you about something really quick. Have you paid attention to some of these fake AI influencers? I have. Some of them are really fascinating. So there's this one called, uh, what's her name? It's Karen, Karen Majori. I think we actually talked about it a while ago. And so basically it was, this is not particularly a totally fake AI person. It was a real person. She's a real person. And she made sexy pictures, whatever. That was like her little shtick. Then she took 2,000 hours of her video content and teamed up with someone and they made a fake AI version of her who you could talk to and she'll send personal videos to you, whatever. It's kind of killing it. In week one, I believe she did $72,000 in revenue in, uh, I think she's using FanView, which is like a OnlyFans style subscription platform. Well, anyway, it's worked well. But, you know, she appeals to men, whatever. But you know who makes more money doing the same stuff, but just uh, doing it a different way? It's the Andrew Tates of the world. And so we need a fake Tate. And I've noticed that there's been these guys on Twitter that are fake guys. So there's one named Derek Guy. Have you seen Derek Guy? His uh, no. Twitter handle is uh, Die Workwear, and he gives fashion advice. Oh, he's not fake. He's real, right? He's a real guy, but we don't know who he is. Like, you can't find uh, a picture okay. of him. And like, you don't know too much about what he's done. You know that he's a real guy, and he gives great advice. And by the way, I subscribe. I pay money for a Die Workwear like newsletter. And then there's Wall Street Playboys, which I also paid for. It's anonymous guys talking about Wall Street, which I'm not even a part of, but I find it so fascinating because the anonymous angle. What I think we should do, or not we, a person, instead of these like attractive women doing the fake AI things, we need a fake, a fake Tate. Fake Tate, the, okay. Okay. Because what's the biggest downside of becoming Andrew Tate or becoming Dan Blazarian? You have to be them. You actually <laughs> have to be them. Like, I don't want to go to jail in Romania. I don't want to get canceled and to say this stupid, hateful shit in order to like get famous. I don't actually want to do any of that. But like, I like the idea of having a really big audience. I like right. the idea of selling Hustlers University. But I don't so, want to live that life. I don't want to trap myself in that box. So I've been following this one that you have on here, Emily Pellegrini, which sounds like a bottled sparkling water. But it is actually, as you wrote here, a 23-year-old fun-loving girly from L.A. <laughs> Did you write that? That's amazing. Um, and basically what this person is doing, so uh, she's this fake influencer. She's she's an AI, she's an AI-generated girl, but she looks real. Uh, but she's kind of like too good to be real. In fact, they intentionally made her, they actually asked AI to generate like the average man's dream girl. And so, you know, there's like guy hot and girl hot. Like girls think a certain yeah. girl look is hot and guys think a certain... This is guy hot. It's like Kate Upton versus Kate Moss. <laughs> yeah, 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 well said. And so you go, uh, she's got like 200,000 Instagram followers and that's in like a year. Um, and basically what they do is there's a real person behind it who films the video, but then they deep fake it to switch the body and the face of this AI girl. And there's like, they show the Instagram DMs and there's like, celebrities, politicians, athletes sliding into her DMs. Like, I don't know if they don't know if she's not real or they just don't care. I'm not sure. But when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay. You know, we thought AI was going to take the job, like jobs of like, you know, blue collar workers and stuff like that. Because I saw all those Boston Dynamics robots that like robot dogs that can lift boxes and stuff. Actually, AI is coming for like the Instagram thoughts. And like, that, that's who's going first is, is like OnlyFans and Instagram models. But I like your twist here, which is everybody's doing hot girls. 
nobody's doing ultra masculine guys, right? Like yeah. just train. Hey, GPT, GPT five. Uh, I know you're in the middle of a training run. Just pause. <laughs> you need to watch these videos of Andrew Tate yeah, and Bill Fight Club. Fight yeah. Club and <laughs> that guy who chops wood on TikTok and is hot. And like, you need to like train the most powerful a- AI. I need like 10,000 GPUs pointed at that. And it's going to come out with just this absolute savage gentleman, Fifty Shades of Grey motherfucker, who is going to just take over social media um, and get tons of subscribers. Yeah, we need a fake Tate, a fake Hermosi, whatever it is, someone who says what they have to say, but makes it so I don't actually have to live that life. So, you know, I could talk the talk, but I don't have to walk the walk. And when they get canceled, because like what they did was they were like, oh, this Emily Pellegrini, she's brunette. Guess what? She's got a sister, Fiona, blonde, if you're into that, right? You just copy, <laughs> yeah. paste. You copy paste all the different variants of what people's dream personality and body and face are. And uh, you create all the variants yourself. One of the people who was behind uh, one of these things, they were an agency and they had to hire influencers. And they were like, this is a pain in the ass. These influencers suck. Right. And so they just made their own. And that's kind of, they like pivoted their agency to like start making these. And that's like the whole thing. This is the next social network movie, right? Like, you know, the social network movie starts with like, Zuckerberg getting rejected from the like uh, the whatever the houses or the frats at Harvard and he like you know as his revenge is like I will create the social network that everybody on earth will use instead and that's what's going to happen here it's like I'm so sick of these influencers wouldn't it be a shame if I replaced all of them and controlled all of them right like wouldn't it be a shame if they just did everything I ever wanted you know at my whim and that's what's going to happen here and the reason this is interesting is like I because I know based off my behavior, I am buying advice or buying content from these anonymous people. I'm not buying porn from these people. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's almost, I mean, maybe in the future one day, <laughs> I never say never. I'm not dogmatic. You know, I'm open-minded. <laughs> but like, I just think that these anonymous Twitter handles are actually really cool. Uh, you know, the car dealership guy, have you seen what he does? Yes, I've seen him. I bought a car from him. Yeah, that's crazy. You bought a car from him. He's got <laughs> yes, I don't, 600. I'm never going to pay $5 a month. <laughs> bought like a $100,000 yeah, you, car from this guy. You literally bought a, a, a fancy SUV from him. And you don't even know who he is. I don't, I don't know if you know who he is or not. I don't know who he is. And I ask him for advice. He's got 600,000 followers now. And Honestly, he does this car. I know. And I wish I didn't know. Life was better okay. when I didn't know. Sometimes <laughs> it's better to not know. All right, everyone, a quick break, because I want to fill you in on a little experiment that I'm doing. I've got a new project. It's called MoneyWise. It's a personal finance podcast for high net worth people or young people who are on their way to becoming high net worth. When I made a little bit of money, I didn't even know how much money I should be spending each month. Should it be 10,000, 30,000, 50,000? And I didn't really have a lot of people to ask. So I created a podcast called MoneyWise because I wanted to figure out what are some of the things that people who have a lot of cash and who have a high net worth, what do they do with it? The first episode is with a friend of mine. He sold his company for $200 million when he was 31 years old. He gets super transparent about his monthly expenses, his portfolio, how it impacts his happiness, everything. And so I want you guys to check it out. It's called MoneyWise. That's one word. You can find it on my Twitter bio. I'm the Sam Parr. Or you can just type in MoneyWise on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. All right, back to the pod. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about the HubSpot Podcast Network. If you like podcasts like this, you should check out some other cool podcasts. One is called Business Made Simple. It's hosted by Donald Miller and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. And what he does is he makes it easy to take the mystery out of growing your business. There's an episode that you should check out called What You Should Put in a Job Description to Get the Perfect Hire. And in this episode, Donald Miller looks at 
the whole hiring process and how important it is to emphasize both the, the positive attributes and the drawbacks to future candidates. And you'll learn why being self-aware as a leader will help you avoid hiring disasters. So check it out. Go listen to Business Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let me do the next one. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to hit you with three names of ideas and I want you to pick. Frivolous lawsuit company, user will lose it gym, or better than Google. Uh, I want to hear uh, the frivolous lawsuit and then better than Google. All right, frivolous lawsuit. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but like uh, my e-commerce business got sued recently, and I didn't come to you and I didn't cry on your shoulder, but it didn't. It didn't feel good. Can you say like a ballpark reason? It's the same reason every e-commerce business that gets to any scale gets sued. Every single one. ADA compliance. You know how outside of buildings you have to have like the ramp for like anybody in a wheelchair to be able to get into your building. But how does that pertain to a website? Websites have the same thing, dog. They have a accessibility requirement by law, which means it needs to be like, let's say, so let's say you can't see color. It needs to allow for like the gray, gray scale shit. Or let's say you're blind. It needs to be able to be uh, used by screen readers. So basically the text to speech needs to be able to navigate like if you move your mouse, it'll say hovering over menu, click menu. Got it. Okay. Under the menu, you have this, 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 this. And so there's all these little rules around this. And it's like a total conversion killer if you do it, right? Because like first you have to put this ugly badge on your site that like takes the place of where you would put your upsell or like your pop-up that's like, hey, check out now or give us your email address. Instead, it's like ADA compliant. And then you have to do all this work that's like not going to drive sales um, in order to maintain compliance. Did you have to pay a lot of money? Uh, well, we're still negotiating, but like on average, these will settle between 10 and 20 grand. Okay, got it. There's just a law firm out there that all they do is they file this suit. They use the same six plaintiff names. It's like, uh, I'll just make up a name, like, you know, Rebecca Jones. And it's like, oh, wow, Rebecca Jones has sued 3,000 companies this year. And uh, why is that? Because there's a law firm whose whole business is, and it's like a major law firm, but there's like a major law firm in New York whose whole business is they just file these cases nonstop every single day for every site that they can find um, that does this. They've automated the frivolous lawsuits in the e-commerce space. And you talk to any e-commerce owner who's like, you know, been around for a couple of years or has, you know, does over 10 million in revenue and they'll all tell you the same thing. Yep, we got hit with it, pain in the ass, can't fight it, just settle 10, 15,000 bucks and uh, install this app. This app costs $1,000 a month that keeps you compliant. It's a whole racket. And, um, you know, it'd be one thing if this was actually like, you know, a legitimate complaint, but these are not like from people who actually have, uh, you know, any actual issue with the website. All right, how do I make my pain into my pleasure? What if we did this to the AI companies? Because there's an infinite number of AI companies right now, all with a huge amount of funding and... There's a huge gray area around what's legal and not legal when it comes to AI. So for example, if you go to ChatGPT and you say, hey, make me a picture of two brothers who are plumbers um, that like to eat pizza. And guess what? It's going to show you Mario and Luigi. It's going to generate that art. That's not their IP. They can't just create art of Mario and Luigi, but they do because that's what they were trained on. I am stunned that somebody's not just suing every AI company and being like, cool, I'll settle for 20K. Go ahead or 50K settlement, uh, but otherwise you're just going to be wrapped up in this. It's going to hurt your future fundraising. It's going to be an issue for you. It's just, more people are going to come attack you if, if I make this loud. I think there's a lot of money to be made if you hate your life and are a complete asshole and want to do that. <laughs> Some people are angry drunks. That's like an angry drunk idea. It's like, oh, that friend, he gets drunk and then he does things that none of us can defend. 
And if you talk to any lawyer who's like, hey, can you help me with this? They're like, let me guess. It's blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, how'd you know? They're like, because they're the only ones doing this. Because <laughs> they file 10,000 10, of these a year. And they own another law firm that helps defend uh, e-com companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what exactly. a racket. Let me let you bake, man. What else? You keep going for the second one. The better than Google. All right, better than Google. So I'm talking to my wife, and uh, I don't know. Do you know about this mug, the Stanley mug? Do you know Dude, about this? It's, in, it's insane. I think they grew from 70 million in sales to 700 million or around that in 24 months. That is correct. In, in uh, Not 24 months. In 2019, they were 70 million. And then 2023, uh, 2022, 2023, they're at 750. So like three years. That's, ins- that's um, insane. Do you know the backstory of this, by the way? It's pretty fascinating. No, I, I know that it, it, it's an old, I mean, like I'm from Missouri and in Missouri, it's like Carhartt and Stanley. So it's like Carhartt is what construction workers would buy. And that's what I would, I remember for Christmas, we would go to the hardware store and get a new coat from Carhartt. And then in, in the Stanley mugs used to be thermoses that you'd put coffee or like soup in for lunch or for construction workers at lunch. Yeah. Nailed it. Exactly. It's, a, it's like a hundred year old brand that was like construction workers would use it to keep their coffee hot all day while they're on, on site. And then a couple years ago, this mommy blog out of Utah was like, we love Classic. these, we love these bugs. And they were like, we love this drink. And then they, they gifted it to some influencers. They were like, Hey, on behalf of us, like they're called the buy guide on behalf, of the, on behalf of the buy guide. They gave it up and somebody at Stanley noticed it and they reached out. They're like, Hey, thanks for doing that. Hey, you know, do you think your audience would like this? You guys seem to be big fans of this jumbo water bottle. And they were like, yeah, we are. They're like, well, how about we do this? How about we give you guys 5,000 of these cups to try to sell through your site? They're like, okay. So they like, scramble, they get warehouse space, they post it. And in like five minutes or something like that, it sells out. And then they do it again and it sells out again. And then Stanley was like, whoa, there's this like cool mom market that we're not really touching. And the moms were like, yeah, this is great because every mom wants to be hydrated. We're all like chronically dehydrated. This, you know, this drink is cool. It's whether I have iced coffee or hot coffee, it's like this mug is great. But the colors suck. And they're like, what do you mean? These are classics. You know, who doesn't want like dark moss green <laughs> and like, you know, construction red? And they were like, no, 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 you need pastel pink. And so they created some new colors and then it fucking took off and it became the thing. And then all these crazy moments happened. I don't know if you saw that one where it, uh, a car caught fire and burned. Did you see this video? What? And the Stanley mug survived? There's a Stanley mug in the cup holder and it's untouched. The whole car is like scorched. Like the whole car is black and just like destroyed. And she's like, she picks up the Stanley mug. The, the straw is a little belted, but the cup is still good. And then she shakes it and the ice is still inside. It's like, this kept my drink cold, even through a fire. And then the guy, the Stanley was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and they were like, get this woman on a plane out here. They bought her a car and they gave her like a bunch of Stanley and like it went super, super viral. All these mugs have this. Do you remember the Nalgene bottle? The, we're going to go way back in the drink drinkware history. Nalgene bottle. What what was the whole thing with Nalgene bottle? You could run over it with your car and it wouldn't break. Do you remember that was like their... I didn't even know that. No, that's amazing though. Which, by the way, like we tested it. It definitely broke. But that was like the thing. Like, <laughs> these things are so strong. They're indestructible. You could run over it with a car and it won't break. Right. Because that's um, the problem I'm having with my water bottle. Well, yeah, or being in a fire and eating your eyes. Cars keep running over it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know, Stanley would just like, they're like, okay, new marketing plan, arson. All right, so back to my uh, better than Google idea. All right, so my wife is in these groups, these Facebook groups that are always tipping her off on these things. And I'm like, what is this group? And she shows it to me and I go, why is this called better than Google? And she's like, yeah, there's like this influencer. She has this group for her like kind of fans or whatever. 
but they call it better than Google. And I was like, because she's like, because if you ask a question here, you're going to get a better answer than Google. Like you're going to get 10,000 moms who have actually tried things, care, are not sponsored and are going to like answer your question. And I was like, Shh, I finger to the lips of my wife and I go, this is a drunk idea. I need to go write this down because <laughs> better than Google. What an, what an amazing premise. And so true, dude. Do you remember back in the day, this app called Jelly that came out? Uh, no. What was so it? So the creator of Twitter was like, my next act is this company called Jelly. And he came out with this app. And this app was like, it's kind of like Quora, but it was like, you know, Quora is old. It's like desktop based. And Quora is just full of Indian people. Like it's just completely full of Indians. Like I think half the daily users are like in India or something crazy. So Jelly came out was like, going to be the cool version of it. It was you ask a question on your phone. And it'll ping your friends, like any of your contacts, as well as one degree removed. So it's only friends and friends of friends. And Jelly for like seven days was the greatest app of all time. It was like somebody would ask a question about like, you know, what microphone is best for podcast? And you would get like Tim Ferriss to reply. And then, you know, because he's a friend of a friend of somebody. The problem was it was just a bunch of tech guys who don't actually have that many, uh, you know, sort of day-to-day life questions. Like, you know, in the same way that, you know, I call my mom once a week to say hi and you know, just chat, be a good son. Whereas my sister will call my mom 10 times a day asking her for her opinion about like which, you know, which trinket she should get from Ross. Like, you know, she just has to like get an opinion on everything. And so I think women is the right market for a product like this. People who want an opinion on everything and want to discuss and want to get answers and want, and want high trust recommendations. So I think this idea of a vertical Google where it's moms asking questions to other moms. Dare I say trillion dollar idea? I don't know, Dude, but that's that's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Better than Google? That is the best thing I have heard in so long. There, there was another uh, phrase that we had said recently that I was like, that's a beautiful phrase. This is the t- better than Google. That is such a funny... That is Duck, like... If DuckDuckGo can get like 100 million <laughs> users for guys who are like, oh, I don't want Google to have my cookies. Like, then better than Google can work, all right? Any doubters out there to BTG, just go to DuckDuckGo and tell me that this shit wouldn't work. Do your uh, DuckDuckGo user voice again. <laughs> <laughs> Privacy is everything. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why they're like a gargoyle also. <laughs> I don't want Google to have my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Kevin from the office. I know my location. It's like, yeah, man, you're at home, bitch, always. I know your location. (laughs) Better than Google is brilliant, man. This is awesome. I love better than Google. This group only has uh, 17,000 people. I just requested a join. Am I going to be the only guy in it? Yeah, we're early, dude. You got to do what our friend did. Our friend just changed his profile uh, gender on Facebook to female. By the way, it had 2,300 posts last month. Sorry, go ahead. Crazy engagement, right? Yes. Yes. I'm on to something. So um, so my friend switches, uh, her friend switched their gender to female on Facebook because they were like, yeah, you need to see the ads that are being served to women. Like, if you want to be good at business, like, you, this is a non-starter. You're trying to use Facebook and Instagram as a dude. Like, you're not even, it's like, you're on the outside <laughs> of the club with your ear against the wall trying to hear the music. It's like, might as well just come in. <laughs> you only get like flannel shirt ads. That's literally all I get. It just adds for flannel shirts on sale. <laughs> it's a flannel shirt. And you scroll. And it's like, you sure? 
It's flannel. <laughs> we got another color if that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. it's just one long conversation from the flannel company to you. Yeah, it's like we have both colors, red and black. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> we have both. Uh, <laughs> this, this is awesome. I love right. better than Google. You got any other ones? So we need to create Sean Box or Sandbox or MFM Box, and I'll explain why. So I put the link in here. Manbox? No, not Manbox. It's got to be named after someone. So it's not a thing anymore. But my friend Neville did this thing years ago, and I bought one before I was even friends with him. Where all he records this video of him, and like you even see the recording where he's like, All right, is the camera on? The camera's on? All right, good. Hey, everyone. And he starts talking and he creates this mystery box where it has three letters written in there uh, about like different copywriting techniques that you can use, as well as like a letter from him on something he learned that month. And he goes, I'm only going to sell, I think, a thousand of these and I'm going to charge a hundred dollars because I got to like actually make all of these boxes and it's a ton of work. Uh, and he sold out right away. And he has all these photos of people consuming the box because it felt awesome. And he would get these like, he would just use USPS pop packaging. So it like felt like it literally came just from him. Right. And I've, re- and I've heard about Agora. Agora is that big newsletter subscription that we've talked about that does like a billion dollars in sales. And we call them a newsletter subscription, but they actually make a shit ton of money from literally a physical newsletter. And newsletters are all the rage right now. I think we should go the opposite route and literally create something mm. on printed white paper, a physical newsletter. I think you could charge a hundred to two hundred dollars a month for it, where you actually type something out and then you could put like a book or something or something interesting that you've consumed that month. And I think you could charge a lot of money for this for a Sean box. Did that guy DM you about this idea yesterday? Because some guy literally no. yesterday was like, You need a Sean box. I've done this for other people. Here's what it could be. And I was like, what? I don't really understand this. Send me an idea. And he goes, I'll send you a Google Doc tomorrow. Uh, so this is a coincidence, as they say. I think this is a cool idea. Your price sounded a little bit high, but maybe not, right? Maybe if you put enough value in the box, right? Because like the problem is you just kept saying, you literally type words on the paper. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's like saying... And then you stand on the stage and the words come out of your mouth. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> so what's in the box? So... What's in the box? You got to say it like that. If you're going to say that phrase, that's from the movie. Um, so what Neville would do is he had three envelopes. One had a swipe file where he would print out the best ads or sales pages that he saw that month. And he would explain why he liked them. I believe the second thing was like a lesson that he learned. And the third thing he said, he goes, this is a mystery. I'm not actually going to tell you what it is. Uh, and so he wouldn't tell people what the third thing was. And I, so I don't, I don't actually know what he would norm- normally send. But he would do these things and he would take pictures of him like actually putting the labels on the box. And so right. you felt like it was coming straight from him. And people loved them. It was so funny to get these. And he would like, sometimes he would handwrite stuff and just literally like copy it like a fax machine. Or it looked like it felt like a fax machine copy. It felt totally analog and old school. And the whole point of this is instead of the inbox, email inbox, let's just do the exact or opposite. The and we can, And we can take it one step further. You can't even buy it online. You have to send a check to Sean's house. <laughs> <laughs> you have to print off a coupon. You've got to yeah, write in your name. That. Yeah, I didn't know that one. <laughs> no, we're going to take it we're going to take it a step further, dude. Ridiculous stuff gets noticed. That we're going to take like that a... last drink that you just didn't need and it, now you tomorrow is is messed up. All right. Uh, yeah, you took it one drink too far, but that's a good drunk idea. I kind of like this idea. 
a printed out newsletter box <laughs> that comes to your mailbox instead of your inbox. I like the idea. And this is cool. I didn't, I didn't know about this. I remember back in the day, there was a service that did this. So they partnered with Tim Ferriss. They ended up dying, but it was a quarterly subscription box. I think it was called Because quarterly. they try to make it, yeah, they try to make it too like, uh, like big here's commercial. what I'm Yeah. And here's what I like. I remember when I started the hustle, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, we got to seem big. Let's say we all the time. And I'm like, no, F that. Like now that I know that like mom and pop is better than big, you know, big corporate company vibe. Keep it, keep it lame or not lame. Keep it kind of like, uh, like, uh, thrown together. That's the way to do it. Right. I want to see a USPS box. I want to see some of the tape all messed up when you like tape everything in there. That's the way to do it. So I got an idea for you. I'm drinking this liquid death and like you said this is probably the best best case scenario of a drunk idea which is like it's just sparkling water but it looks like a beer right that's what this is it's sparkling water but in a beer can and um so that if you're at the bar and you just want to drink water but you don't want to look like a wuss you get liquid death right and it's like I don't know, man, but it actually worked out. <laughs> they, uh, Shane, Shane Gillis on uh, some podcast, he was like, what's liquid death? And someone explained to him, he's like, where do they make it? Flint, Michigan? Like what? Like, is it, it kills you? <laughs> he was like, is that, the, is that the water of Flint? <laughs> That's good. Um, so I, I, in that same vein, let's remix, right? What is it? Great ideas, great artists steal ideas and copy them or something like that. That's the, that's the phrase. We're going to do that. So, not about you, but ever since I gave up drinking, I really don't miss it. Don't miss much about it. Did you did, did you actually give up drinking, or is it you're like, oh, I've been drinking four months. Let's just keep going. It's the latter, but that ain't as cool as like you know saying I gave up drinking. And someone asks why, and you're like, oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> I have a dark side. <laughs> yeah. So, so the um, the idea here is the, the one thing I do miss. The one part that's really fun about drinking that you can't really replicate not drinking is taking shots or just having that celebratory moment with a group of people where everybody get, let's do shots. We're doing shots. No, I don't want to do the shot. We're doing it. We got to do it. Give 10 shots. Let's do it. Everybody get your shot. Boom. You take it. You're like, Oh God, that was rough. Give me the lime, right? That whole thing. I miss that. I like that. When, when, when have you done that? My whole life when I've done that, I was always the, the let's do shots guy, right? Like I was the try hard guy at the bar. I was always trying to do shots. Yeah, but when at what era? Of, that was like probably 15 years ago that you were doing that. Yeah, but I miss it. I still miss it to this day. That's how good this idea is. So shots are one of the great bonding mechanisms that humans have ever come up with up there with, you know, fire and hugs. And I feel like we've us healthy, sober guys with two packs we're, we're missing that part of that ritual of bonding. And so here's what we're doing. Just like Liquid Death put water in beer cans, we're going to make healthy shots that go in bars. So here's what it is. It's a shot you take that's just like fucking turmeric, ginger, like all the shit that gives you the same like uh, face puckered up feeling of like a vodka shot or like a tequila shot. But it's just going to be good for your, your gut. <laughs> it's it's actually just a gut shot and uh oh we're doing gut shots yeah gut shots gut shots and people are just gonna go nuts for it that's the that's the last part that i didn't tell you people are gonna go crazy about it have you ever had some so someone sent me some non-alcoholic gin and it was i drank i tried it and everything and it was the worst it was horrible <laughs> and then our friend justin Mayers, amazing entrepreneur 
he's got this new order or this new non-alcoholic wine called Shirley. Uh, as in like, Shirley, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> no, I'm joking, Justin. It's all right. But like I've had some of these like non-alcoholic beverages. I think it's so stupid other than non-alcoholic beer. Have you have you tasted other some of these non-alcoholic beer? So you just I didn't like, like this one gin. <laughs> it's actually dude. what you just said. Because here's the difference is beer. I drink a lot of non-alcoholic beer because I find it like it tastes great to me. Like I actually thoroughly enjoy that taste and it, and it feels good. And there is like a placebo buzz, to be honest, that you let get. me ask you a question. When you were drinking, were you drinking a lot of gin regularly? Was that your go to drink? Did you enjoy gin? No, it was Guess Miller Lite. Didn't like normal gin? Not going <laughs> to like fake gin. Were you drinking a bunch of white wine back when you were drinking uh, heavily and had good times? No. no. Exactly. So the reason you like the non-alcoholic beer is it reminds you of the good times and these other no things. No one like, actually gross. drinks that shit, though. No, does anyone <laughs> actually like whiskey? Like, people say they do, and I'm like, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. That's what I'm saying. They drink whiskey because they have this sort of, like, status thing, plus they like getting drunk. Shots, you just like the bonding moment of taking shots together and the almost rite of passage of taking a nasty, rough shot together. This is a good idea. I'm telling you, I know a good idea when I see one. This is a good idea. Your idea is stupid. This is not a good idea. You're just telling me to bring like a juice bar into a normal bar. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, point proven. Um, do you we'll have do one more, more. Or do you want me to keep going? You, you, you do one more. All right. Wait, let me pick. Uh, Just stand back uh, and let, let the man cook. I think is really what, what needs to happen here. I, I, said, I said I'm going to let you bake. That's how, that was my attempt at trying to be cool. It was cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking lame. Yeah, uh, what's still boiling today on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let him fry. Let him fry. Do a uh, divorce island. Oh, divorce island. <laughs> Easy idea. Again, question not even maybe a drunk idea, maybe just a good, good, solid idea. <laughs> a lot of people getting divorced. We all know that. Half marriage is ending a divorce. Hard to get back on the horse. If you ever talk to a divorced person, it's hard to get yourself back out there, get in the dating scene. You got baggage. You don't want to start back. It's, you know, you're going back to level one of relationships after you've been in this like, you know, deep, deep relationship. We need divorce island. We need a place that you go. It's sandals. It's a sandals resort for people who just got divorced. It runs quarterly, so every season there's a spring divorce island, there's a summer, fall, and winter class. It's like Y Combinator, but just for people who recently got divorced. And you apply to get in, and then you go, and you're going to be with a bunch of other people who also recently got divorced. Even ratio, guys to girls. Actually, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's actually a little skewed. Maybe we go 60-40 uh, to make it a little bit better. And um, it's just a place to, just the slogan is, get back on the horse. And we actually offer horseback riding on Divorce, Divorce Island also as one of our first date options. And it's just a place where you know everybody here is in the same boat. This is a safe space. Everybody here has the same intentions. Everybody here would love to find love again. But everybody here is also, and there's no stigma because, hey, we're all on equal footing. We're all recently divorced. Yeah. So uh, a few a few episodes ago, you were suggesting how you should buy a school campus. Um, and turn it into a college or redo it. Then you said you wanted to create Habit Island. And for some reason, you went with prison. You said you're going to buy a prison. Just good value. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's straight yeah. up a value play, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're talking about an island. I think 
you need to start acquiring land, my friend. It sounds like uh, you need you need your own little well, Disneyland. Divorce Farms doesn't have quite the same. <laughs> 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 but there's got to be just some shitty resort that's struggling. And it's like, look, you don't have the best beaches. <laughs> uh, the weather can be a little, a little temperamental here. Uh, we really need to refurbish this thing, but we just don't have the capital. You know what? You're never going to win the, 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 the luxury resort vacation game. But you can become number one in divorce getaways <laughs> if we just reposition the product. And that's what I think we should do here. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> can I give you um, just a quick one for the road? <laughs> what do you got? Actually, just, I got two for you. I got two for the road. Y'all know nothing coffee. It's a coffee shop where, you know, instead of at the end where it's like, do you want to tip 20%, 30%, whatever? It just says double or nothing. And it's basically you flip a coin and it's either going to be a free coffee or you're going to pay double for it. And the double goes to the baristas. Why is this a great idea? Have you ever heard the phrase asymmetric upside? Because that's what I'm offering you here. A coffee really only costs a, a coffee shop like 40 cents or something. But they have, let's say the price of the coffee was four bucks. If they can get eight bucks out of every, um, you know, every other customer here on this coin flip. That's a lot of extra dollars coming through the till. And worst case scenario, you're just giving up a free coffee. It's only cost you 40 cents of the downside. And so I think that there's, it's a good bet. I think it's going to be like a slot machine. We're going to slightly skew it. So it's double or nothing, but I didn't say it's 50, 50. It's actually going to be more like a 70, 30 chance of you paying double. Maybe, maybe that's a little too aggressive. Whatever the legal limits are for slots, we're going to go all the way to that. And it's a place for people who like caffeine, but also like to take their chances. Dude, the the tipping thing at those places is crazy. the The place that I go to, the default that it starts at the low end is thirty percent. Uh, if I owned one of these places, I'm just gonna fuck with people and make the default three hundred percent, and then the second one is four hundred percent, and the third one is five hundred percent. I saw one the other day. These guys are getting out of hand. I saw the screen and it said, "Do you want to put 25 percent?" And then it just had the amount of student loans that that person at the cashier owed. No and way. I was like, this, I'm is like, that true? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I think that's drunk ideas. Um, that's a wrap. Uh, it's going to be a little while till we come up with some new ones and we have another one of these. But if you like drunk ideas, you got to go to our YouTube. You got to comment because Sam never wants to do these. And I'm always one being like, people love it. In reality, I have no idea if people love it. I love it. And I assume that people love it. So I need you to either tweet at us, or our Twitter handles are in the description, or go to YouTube and just do us a favor, say more of this, more drunk ideas. Got to bring it back uh, because otherwise there's no way Sam's going to let me do this again. <laughs> All right, that's the pot. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, I put my all in it like no days off. On the road, let's travel, never looking back. Like